Hi, everyone, and welcome to Seven Mile Chats, a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at that scripture from different angles. I'm a scripture teacher at a Catholic school, I've been a youth minister, and I have a master's in theology, but the purpose of this podcast is just to have a conversation about scripture and try to apply it to today's world. And today I'm walking and talking with someone who was a guest on season one. We connected virtually quite a few times through the pandemic. She's our neighbor to the north from Vancouver, Canada, and she's the host of her own truly amazing podcast, The Feminine Genius Podcast. It's Rachel Wong. Rachel, hello. Hi, Julia. Good to be with you again. It's good to chat with you. Um, We were just chatting a little bit before we started recording, and it's snowing or was snowing a little bit up there in in Canada. We were talking about how you got your second snow today. Yeah, it's it's just so weird. Like, I think... I was chatting with my sister about this and usually like our wild card winter with the snow was usually January, February, which is so funny. Um, but it was a surprise to get a huge dumping of snow earlier this week uh, at the time of recording. So yeah, weather is weird. <laughs> and winter is officially upon us. I had my yes. first cold I was telling you about too. And I think I'm starting to sound a little bit normal. I recorded an episode last week with a friend and he was like, after we recorded, he's like, do you want to do it again when you're not <laughs> like like <laughs> sick? I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be, it's all it's it's all documented. It's fine. Uh, right. But Rachel, um, why don't you tell the little listeners a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Thank you. So as you note, I am in Vancouver, Canada, and I work for one of our local universities here in uh, Vancouver. I do communications. So I guess it's no surprise that I love uh, all things around media and communications And uh, you're so kind to note the Feminine Genius podcast. Like you said, that's how we got connected on the internet. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been hosting this podcast for just over two and a half years. So it's been incredible. Um, A lot of that has been done during the pandemic. And I know that's how we got connected. Uh, And it's just been a beautiful opportunity to share stories of you know, the feminine genius truly and how different women uh, embody that and exhibit that in the different ways that they live out their femininity. And uh, and actually, that's I know we're going to talk about this, but that's kind of how this verse uh, that we're going to talk about today really came about. It came very strongly along with uh, the podcast, but I might be getting ahead of myself. So I love that you're connecting it. Um, I, I just am such a fan of your podcast and you've been such a, a great support for me through this. Like you were one of the first people to reach out to me on Instagram and I can't believe it's been almost, you know, it's been a year and a half already. But to give the fact that you give voices to women in the church, I think is is so important. And um, I just, I love that that's your, your focus. So thank you for your ministry. I think it's very important. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think that more often than not, we we tend to really isolate ourselves, which is so funny because social media was really poised as something to bring people together and to form community. But I think that's what we've been finding over the past maybe 10 or 15, even 20 years, just mm-hmm. as the internet has really taken off, is that more and more we're seeing that people are so isolated and people are really keeping to themselves or using it as mm-hmm. an opportunity to actually compete or tear people down. Um, mm-hmm. But there really is an opportunity for just people in general to come together. But then for us as Catholics and as Catholic women, how can we foster that community and just uh, you know uplift and uphold and really give a voice and dignity to everyone's stories? So no, I just appreciate you saying that. And it's it's really a gift to be able to meet women like yourself. 
Oh, that's so well said, Rachel. And I can see how already how this is going to tie into the verse. So why don't we get into it? So I'm going to have sure. you go ahead and read. Um, you've chosen 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 18. So um, whenever you're ready. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. Okay, I love this verse. And we've been kind of all up and down and around 1 Corinthians, I feel like, and 2 Corinthians on this podcast. We've done a lot of Paul's letters in particular. The ones from Corinthians are popular. Um, mm-hmm. And and we did um, last season, in season two, I had um, a guest, Francesca, pick the part right before this about the different spiritual gifts at the beginning of chapter 12. And then I just had an um, ended season two with the the part after this from 13 with the very famous definitions of love, Paul's um, what love mm-hmm. is and is not. And this is kind of right in the middle of those those passages. Um, but I, this is where we get Paul's image of the body. And I use this um, passage a lot when I teach the social teaching of solidarity to my students, mm-hmm. just because I really think it, and we can get into it, but how you know, what you read, like the body doesn't exist as a single part. All of the parts connect together. Mm-hmm. And that goes along with the spiritual gifts piece right before this. And if mm-hmm. we understand all of that, then it leads us into the love piece that comes right after this verse. And um, just in historical context, we've talked about this on the podcast, but Corinthians were going through a very divisive time and Paul recognized their division. So I think that these passages about unity and him really emphasizing that diversity is important and and actually a gift to the church um, are messages that were important then, but also I think still apply very much now. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit about where we're at and kind of um, what Paul's doing. But Rachel, why did you pick this verse? Yeah. So like I alluded to, this kind of came very quickly when I was starting the podcast. And that story is a much longer story, and I don't want to take up too much of our time here with that. But suffice it to say that once I you know, finally gave my yes to the Lord, which is about May 2019, to start the podcast, and, and of course, I launched it on June 1st, um, what I noticed as I was going through that kind of one month period of, you know, going from this is an idea in my mind that God has uh, finally gotten through my thick skull to finally executing it. This passage, but in particular, um, you know, the line there, and I finally was able to link it back to St. Paul's passage about, you know, if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? And it struck me because first off, I was just like, wow, like how weird would that be if the whole body was just like a giant, I want to say walking eye, but even that <laughs> wouldn't be correct because if there were, if the whole body were an eye, there would be no feet, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in any case, I was just like, why is this weird image of a massive eye coming to <laughs> mind? And, you know, once I was able to link it to this passage from First Corinthians, uh, you know, it really spoke to me in the same way that uh, John Paul II's letter to women, which the podcast is truly kind of based off of, um, it, it, I found that they really resonated and spoke to one another. 
uh, just because, as you noted so well, Julia, there's all of this talk here about unity and diversity and just the fact that we are all one and yet we are all unique as well. So there is, you know, that individualism, of course, but there's also a community and this communal aspect. Now, of course, the podcast came about in a very unique time and uh, it just, it spoke to me when it came to this idea of different expressions of femininity and how no two women are alike. We can't all be the same kind of woman or we can't all be I woman, um, I, uh, E-Y-E woman, um, just because then like we there would be so many gifts that are lacking. And it's interesting because a year later, um, you know, with as COVID was kind of ramping up uh, and, you know, we had the anti-Asian hate, uh, which is something that's deeply personal to me being a Chinese Canadian. And then, of course, seeing uh, the murder of George Floyd and just a lot of uh, unrest. Again, this passage resonated with me. And in many cases, it kind of deepened my understanding, too, of, you know, not only am I looking at the diversity of Catholic women, but in many senses, the Lord was holding a mirror up to me and just being like, okay, not only are you a Catholic woman, but you are a racialized Catholic woman. You have this racialized identity. So what are you going to do about it? Um, and in many senses, it was a challenge to me to really start to do a lot more outreach to, um, you know, first off in my community, other Asian Canadians, um, not just Chinese, but elsewhere, um, you know, just seeing how they were doing. Um, and then even within the Catholic community, realizing that this was a topic that uh, many of us kind of skirt around. And I think you alluded to this when you talk about social justice and unity and Catholic social teaching, you know, the, the church really had to reckon with a lot of things, as did society. And it's just, um, you know, blown my mind time and time again to see how, as we know, um, you know, the word of God is living and active. So just how with all of these tragedies that we've seen, um, how this has really been a beacon of hope for me. And, you know, in many cases, it tries, I try and try again, and I go back to it um, as a way to really restore my faith in humanity because I think we're kind of in the season where it might be almost hopeless to hope in, in other humans. Um, but this points to, this passage from Corinthians points to the fact that we do need each other as much as we might think that, oh man, like the world would be so much better if I could just run everything myself or everyone was <laughs> like me. And we realize how, first off, how uninteresting the world would be if everyone was like us, but also maybe how much of a detriment that would be because we would lose so much uh, richness or, you know, John, uh, excuse me, Pope Francis uses that like uh, flavoring, uh, like mm -hmm. he uses that term, which I find so funny, but how we're all different flavors and we would lose that essential richness um, in our world if we were all the same. So anyway, I've gone on too long, but that's why I chose it. Yeah, you said so much, so many good things there. And I want to touch on all of that when you were speaking mm. about the eye image and kind of the, <laughs> the, the large eye. I mean, it's a very humorous image, but I could relate to it. I, f I feel like when I lived in community, I lived in community right after college. I did a year of volunteer um, work with Net Ministries, which I've mentioned mm -hmm. on the podcast. And then, you know, I lived in religious life for a year. And I think in those times of community, 
there, and even in the workplace and other places too, like there's those moments where you're like, can't everyone just be an I like me, you know, <laughs> but that's, but we were just saying like, then we'd be missing obviously on so many gifts and you spoke so beautifully about the the different gifts of women specifically. And I, I want to commend you and uh, definitely draw attention to like, I remember um, earlier this year that you really did speak out and speak up for um, the Asian community and call out Asian hate and call us all and challenge us all to um, reckon reckon with that, um, especially mm-hmm. as people in the church. So I, I just want to applaud you and um, thank you mm-hmm. for calling our attention to that. And we need to do more, you know, certainly we're not, we're not done, um, unfortunately, with, with um, all of that. And you mentioned Black Lives Matter here that we really kind of were happening in the pandemic. And I think my hopes in the pandemic were that we were going to understand this verse from Paul Moore, that we were going to understand like solidarity. And yes, you know, we need to, when I use this in my classroom, like using it how that when the one part of the body is suffering, we are all hurting, the whole body hurts. I just mentioned that I had this like sinus infection and cold, right? Like right. my whole body was like out of commission for a week because I was so miserable. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we are all those parts. And so when the African-American uh, community is hurting, yes, Black Lives Matter. And that's why we lift them up. And when the mm-hmm. Asian community is hurting, we say, yes, we, you know, Asian lives matter and we need to lift them up. It doesn't take away from the other parts of the body. We are all just focusing on the part of the body that is suffering. And for some mm-hmm. reason, that's really hard for, for some people to hear or to acknowledge. And I don't personally understand that. I don't know if you mm-hmm. maybe in your experience have encountered maybe why that's so hard for people. I don't know. Did you want to respond to that? Yeah, it's it's an interesting question because to your um, to the sinus infection that you know you you so uh, you know you mentioned and you had to suffer through, which I'm so sorry to hear about. I mean, um, it's it's nothing compared to the other things we're talking about here. Yeah, <laughs> truly, no. But still, I mean, it's it's a very human thing, right? Because you know whether it's a sinus infection or a headache or a stomach ache, whatever it is, like you said, it's concentrated on one part of the body, and yet. Uh, you know, like we, we sometimes feel like, man, like the, everything is canceled. We're all done. And like, my body is shutting down and I can't do this anymore. Um, so, so I think similarly, like we have to maybe take that into consideration, but I think, you know, sometimes like, because it's such an extensive metaphor, like, I don't know if that's, that maybe is why. And, and also we do have so many differences and, and perhaps that's why it's, it's a huge hurdle for some of us to, um, to overcome because I, I can't, you know, for a minute start to to say that I perfectly understand this passage either because I, I have my own biases that I have to reckon with. Like I have my own preconceived notions and I too, to this very day, uh, still stumble and still fall and many times over have to ask for forgiveness or clarity uh, just because like it's the ramifications of original sin that we're all born into and and we we struggle with on a regular basis. Um, but my hope is that and and you know, you mentioned earlier when you were setting the context for us that this passage necessarily leads into um chapter thirteen that talks about love. And actually, I didn't even realize that and and I should, but I didn't realize that until you mentioned it. And it's, you know, it's that understanding and kind of setting the scene first, like why is this unity so important? And of course, the natural answer to that and what follows is love. So, you know, this maybe doesn't totally answer your question, but certainly it's some it gives us something to really consider mm-hmm. if we, see ourselves as Catholic Christians um, who truly desire to emulate 
um, you know, the peace of Christ, the love of Christ in the world, and we want to get to that place of love, like the, the idea of love only makes sense if we start to see each other in relationship, in community, and as one body. Uh, so again, thank you for that context, and thank you for mm-hmm. saying that. I think we focus so much on the differences, and and then sometimes that gives fear, you know, the unknown, the other, the different. But when we mm-hmm. think about it in the context of the body, like we're all connected in that. And then, yes, the hand is different than the eye. We have different functions. And Paul just says it so well here. It's such a good analogy, right? You know, mm-hmm. I think that we can understand that. It's good for me to use in the classroom. I feel like kids can understand, like, the foot doesn't have the same po- the function or a role or understanding as other parts of the body, but like they're all connected, you know? So that's, I don't know. I just, I remember teaching, we were focusing on the themes of social justice last year as a school and I was teaching mm-hmm. some faculty members and focusing on this teaching of solidarity and using this analogy. And s- still it was very, like a lot of them, when I mentioned like, for example, like Black Lives Matter, they just couldn't, it was too different. Mm-hmm. It was too other, it was too, I'm like, but for me, it just seems so clearly connected to this passage but and I'm not making it up like um you know we mentioned Mm -hmm. like with Paul like I think it gives me hope like you said but also it kind of is just like man history continues to repeat itself because in my footnotes here with the the verse if you I don't know if your footnotes are the same as mine but um for 12 through 26 the verses it says that Mm -hmm. um by baptism all despite diversity of ethnic or social origins are integrated into one organism. Like, I think that's so beautiful. Like, by our baptism, mm-hmm. matter where, no matter what our background, we are all integrated into one organism. Like, that is, mm-hmm. that's, I don't know. And then it says that verses 14 through 26 then develop the need for diversity of function among the parts of the body without threat to its unity is what mine says. So, like, mm-hmm. diversity is needed. And it, yep. it's not a threat to the unity. It it helps the whole and makes it better is what you were saying earlier. Like, to your points earlier, it makes it richer. It makes it more perfect. Right. But yet, somehow we don't get that. We don't integrate it that way. So, I don't know. I was really struck by those footnotes. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. it related to what we were saying. Yeah, no, thank you. And I mean, I was just like earlier this morning, uh, recording a podcast episode myself, and we were talking about this concept, which I'm sure maybe Julie, you've come across and maybe some listeners as well, like this whole concept of community over competition. Mm. And, you know, we kind of throw that around as a glib term. And, and certainly it's a nice statement. It's a very integral statement that totally speaks to, you know, exactly what we're talking about here. But you know, to your point, I think that we fail to either embrace the difference or even when we, um, you know, this is something that I've encountered, unfortunately, um, you know, quite a number of times where it's like, even if there's like the same, um, a little bit of similarity uh, to, to certain things, or like we kind of see other people maybe coming up with an idea that is maybe a riff off of some of the work that we're doing. And like, you know, to be clear, like I did not invent the feminine genius, right? But certainly <laughs> right. like it's it's interesting to see the different ways in which uh, people take that and they run with it. And there are so many women's ministries out there. And and I think we've talked about this before too, about how like I cannot possibly be the catch-all. And in fact, it would be such a huge burden for me to carry if I were the catch-all number one uh, person, point person to talk about the feminine genius. So I am glad that there are so many different ministries and podcasts and and art Instagram accounts out there that really point back to it. 
Um, but I know that that's not always the case for some people. Like some people, um, you know, they get very worried or maybe threatened even uh, by uh, some some level of similarity. So it is interesting just because, uh, you know, like that that footnote highlights it so beautifully about how like all of us have this unique function and it shouldn't threaten the unity mm-hmm. of the whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but even on an individual basis, it's not like if someone were to do something that is, you know, to some extent similar that doesn't invalidate your work um, nor should it threaten your work either Um, I think it's so important for us to really grow in community and grow in uh, in fostering a place where everyone can flourish and they can grow in their feminine genius their masculine genius whatever it might be Uh, just because all of us are so needed like we all have by virtue of being ourselves we have our unique perspectives and that is, uh, it's important to have those perspectives at the table. That's really well said. I like, I think, yeah, a kind of like on a more, not superficial, but like the, you know, the level of what we're talking about with like Instagram and podcasts, the fact mm-hmm. that maybe diff- certain projects exist that are similar, it doesn't take away from the work that, that we're doing. It doesn't invalidate the work that we're doing. And I, I just, again, I want to thank you because you were so supportive at the beginning. And rather than being like, oh, here comes another female Catholic podcaster trying to do her thing, you reached mm-hmm. out to me and you were like, I just want to, you know, I want to, I think it's great what you're doing and let me know how I can help you. And that's what we should be mm-hmm. doing as Catholics, as women, as Christians, and just as people and humans, you know, but yet we we don't necessarily lift each other up, or at least we don't. That's not what we hear in the news. You know, we hear about mm-hmm. everybody being mm-hmm. being kept down. I think there are people out there trying to lift up people, um, but maybe right. we don't give them the platform that we that is um, or highlighted as we should. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, it, it seems like more often than not, it's the the bad news that that makes the mm-hmm. day right. But uh, it, I think it's important, like you said, to highlight the fact that uh, there are beautiful instances of community and collaboration and it it doesn't always get the credit it's due so I want to commend all those out there who have helped me Uh, and then you know also I I just want to return the favor back to you I mean you've been supportive from day one when we first first met and yeah it's it's just wonderful like I said it is a gift I think for us to encounter one another and you know, I'm sure you would say the same for all of your guests, Julia, but I have learned so, so much uh, mm-hmm. from from other people just as they've come on. And, you know, it's funny because I think I, I sought out uh, each of these guests and, you know, with the hope of really providing a space, of course, like to to amplify their stories and, and also to help other women explore their own feminine genius but certainly, like, I didn't realize that I would be the biggest winner of all because every single woman that's come on has taught me so much through their story and through what they've been uh, so willing and vulnerable enough to share. Like, it, it just, again, gives me pause to recognize, like, wow, you know, first off, like, what a brilliant story and praise God for how he's worked in their life. But also, it reminds me that the end goal should not be for me to be you know, insert woman's name here, 2.0, mm-hmm. right? Like God is calling me to be my own unique woman. And uh, 
and you know ultimately to to bear him to the world in a very different way from every other person that I've met. So anyway, I just wanted to to highlight that as well. That's so wise to say as someone, you know, you're younger, you're in your 20s to recognize <laughs> that I think is so important. No, I cuz I think a lot of my 20s and 30s and we've talked about this like we're spent looking at society and saying like should I be doing this or is this my vocation because everyone else Mm. seems to be in this. And so that comparison model and I'm at 40 now, so I can look back and I'm definitely like, you know, I'm good. (laughs) You know, I've, (laughs) I've learned to embrace what my, my unique gifts are and my, my quirks and my, but for, I think a long time for most of us, we do struggle with our strengths and our weaknesses. We try to define ourselves. And um, so it's very wise that at your young age, you can embrace. And um, likewise, I find my podcast very spiritually nourishing. It's kind of selfish. People Mm -hmm. are like, are you going to continue with your podcast? I'm like, yeah, because it kind of gives, it gives me the opportunity for, you know, talk to people like you about these verses and give me a perspective. And I find it very Mm -hmm. kind of personally, spiritually nourishing. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I echo you on that. Yeah. And I'm glad that you said that. Um, and, and I'm really appreciative as well, because it, um, you know, I wanted to highlight for for listeners this uh, verse 18, because I have to admit, as I was preparing to come on uh, today, Julia, and, you know, talk about this, I have to admit, and I'm a little embarrassed to do so, but I kind of threw off this verse. Um, so again, for listeners, it's, but as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them Mm -hmm. as he chose. Mm -hmm. And I want to highlight that just because it goes back to what you were just saying about how many times we feel like because we see what other people are doing, um, we see the different ways that people are living out their lives or, you know, they have this particular app that they're using to pray with, or they've read the spiritual book and it's kind of listed as the number one spiritual book that every Catholic has to read. And, um, you know, I bring up those examples because many times we feel like, oh, well, if everybody else is doing it, then maybe I should do it. Otherwise I might look like I'm a bad Catholic, but maybe that's just me that thinks that way. But certainly again, it kind of comes back to this comparison. But I think like on a, on a deeper level too, like we look at the ways in which people are living out their lives or even how they're serving, um, you know, how they're pursuing their vocation or what vocation it is that they are called to be in. And I think it's important for us to remember that, uh, you know, God has a plan for our lives. And it's not that we have no freedom in that plan, but he does have something like a particular mission for us to carry out. So it's that part there, like as he chose. And he really has, you know, orchestrated and and put together this fantastic body. He's arranged all of us in a particular way. And like, again, I was reflecting on this earlier and I was like, how could I totally miss this? Right. It's like this, like the huge 5,000 piece puzzle. And of course, there's so many more of us out there in the world. But, you know, to use this example of a 5,000 piece puzzle, if there's one piece missing, then the whole picture is incomplete. And then we get frustrated and we're like, where the heck is that puzzle piece? Um, But just how important it is that each of us have a very particular call, a very particular Mm -hmm. mission. And, you know, we've been invited by God to co labor with Him and to really proclaim the good news. Um, And necessarily, there'll be a part of this whole plan uh, missing if we, you know, we kind of go against our nature or we try to emulate to a T what someone else is doing because we think that's how we should be 
a Catholic woman or a you know a person who is doing some kind of Catholic ministry. So so in any case, it, it's so important for us to recognize however insignificant we may feel or however ordinary we may feel uh, that each of us have uh, we have a particular role to play. And, you know, I've heard it said so many times where it's like, I don't have any influence. Like I only have a hundred followers on Instagram. And I'm like, that's not the qualifier to, yeah. to be a, a son or daughter of God um, who has a very particular mission. It's like some of us will be called to be, you know, loud and out on the front lines and speaking to thousands and thousands of people. But other people are called to, you know, be, uh, you know, maybe more quiet or have more private and hidden lives. And all mm -hmm. of that is equal, um, as St. Paul alludes to with this body metaphor. It's all equal. It's all important. And, you know, as I don't know if, about some of you, but I once injured a finger and that was enough to just throw me off. Right. And that's mm -hmm. like my pinky finger. So the same way, it's like he organized and he arranged the members of the body, every single one, each one as he chose. So whatever it is that he has planned for you, uh, know that it serves a very important purpose. I think that's so well said. I was recently talking with a friend who has accomplished so much. He's a little bit younger than me. He turns 40 mm -hmm. next year and he has he's published books. He's giving conferences, like just at kind of at the height of his career and I we had dinner recently and I was just like ah oh, you know I want to do that like it's so cool it's all these achievements mm. um and really but was like excited and stoked for him too like I know that I'm different and my gifts are different you know I, I have maybe some similar goals but and he was affirming me too and like you know telling me not to discount like the the good and the things that I have done even though my life has been maybe more yeah. steady less like you know we've talked uh, before about like the Holy Saturday kind of thing. My life is more of a Holy Saturday than like a big Good Friday or a big Easter Sunday. It's a lot more Holy Saturday, but that's okay because most of our lives are like that and it doesn't make that right. time any less valuable. You know, it's all important in the body. It's all important in the Paschal mystery. It's all important in in the life cycle of, of Christ and, and our lives. So um, mm. we've talked about this verse, is, I mean, there's so much more we could say. We've talked about the struggles, you know, in, in this verse and lifting parts of the body up and also just acknowledging our own, like, intended place and intentional place in the body and, and like, loving and affirming that. Is there mm -hmm. anything else you want to kind of say as we wrap up here, Rachel? No, I don't think so, except <laughs> to just affirm everyone again, wherever this finds you, whatever season of life that you're in, know that it's all, you know, it's all a necessary part of this formation that we're in, that God is leading us through this intentional journey of being a, just a part of the body, this body of Christ, mm -hmm. and you are so needed. So yeah, I just want to affirm those who are listening to remember, to remind themselves of that. Absolutely. I know we spend so much time like discerning our role and and I think not as much time as like embracing it. So like, mm. yes, we need to figure out like our, our role and our job, but also we're doing it right now, you know, so to yes. embrace, like you said, your season of life that you're in right now and acknowledge how you are doing God's work just where you are as he's placed you in the moment. So Rachel, this, I, this is why so I love doing this podcast. Like so much for me to meditate on. Like, I'm definitely going to go and, and reflect on this more. So thank you for bringing this to us. Um, as we wrap up, I also like to give my guests an opportunity to plug any projects or websites. So what can we check out? 
Well, uh, <laughs> I was, we were just joking before. I mean, like there is not too much change, but uh, thank you, Julia. Thank you for having me and thanks for this opportunity. So folks can listen to the Feminine Genius podcast wherever you listen to Seven Mile Chats. So on Apple and Spotify and all that good stuff. And you can find me on Instagram at femgeniuspod. And my website is femininegeniuspodcast.com. So again, thank you. And Rachel really is like she's she's been she's been doing it. She's doing it so well. So definitely mm-hmm. check out all of her platforms and her podcast. And you can find me, as uh, she mentioned, on Instagram as well at Seven Mile Chats, all spelled out. I'm also on Twitter and I talk a little bit more about Catholic schools and education on Twitter at Miss Struckley one M-S-S-T-R-U-K-E-L-Y-1. Thanks again, Rachel, for being here. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you, Julia. Bye, everyone.